Hey everyone, Mark and Steve here. Before we get started today, we want to let you know about Dare to Connect, our new online interactive video platform. For less than the cost of a therapy session, you and your spouse get live access to both of us three times a week. Each 30-minute live group support session provides interactive mentoring and healing for addicts, spouses, and couples. If you're loving our podcast and our unique style of bringing you recovery, you're going to love Dare to Connect. To learn more, go to daretoconnectnow.com. We're looking forward to seeing and working with you. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. everybody. Welcome to the PBSC podcast today. Uh, happy holidays to each of you. We're coming up on uh, coming up on Christmas here sooner than later, Mark. That's crazy to think about. I swear I know, to you, right? I judge my life these days by <laughs> taking up, by putting up and taking down the Christmas tree. And I so joke with my wife said, wait, wasn't it like three weeks ago I was bringing this box up from the basement? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. What? <laughs> it is it's just i don't know what is it just seems like time these days is is flying which given world circumstances maybe that's not all bad but um <laughs> yeah, right it, it is a little crazy but to, yeah we're, we're hoping that whatever you're up to you're you're finding time to slow down uh connect with family connect with friends connect with loved ones connect spiritually and be able to recharge and, and refill your bucket which in fact uh these next couple of podcast episodes just ha- so happen to be about um, because we know that this time of year, I mean, this time of year, I think when you're an adult, just generally speaking, is just tough. You know, it's hard. I remember as a kid, you know, there's so much magic to the season that parents and, you know, people and culture and churches and everything provide and there's gifts and there's all these different things. And when you become an adult, there's just some things that are kind of missing from that, that time. You know, there's, there's not the same excitement with gifts. I don't know how, the, how our listeners are, but. Like if I want something, I usually just go get it. Rarely am I like surprised with something now, you know, I know or, right? or whatever. And so there's lots of little things that are different. And so I think having the, obviously there's a, a shift that happens with the Christmas spirit as we get older and the, on the holidays for, for many adults are, are really stressful, right? There are a lot of things that come with the holidays that are good, but there's also the bittersweet. And when we, you know, with the podcast being all about, uh, betrayal and sexual addiction and and us being in the fight with you guys i mean we mark and i have many many christmases to reference back on of uh that are some that are really really good and and many that are both bitter and sweet or bittersweet um, yeah for sure good and yeah. lots of hard and if we talk about you know we talk about holiday stress you know mm-hmm. you ask well what is stress and to me it's a pretty simple formula it basically says that the demand that I perceive being put upon me exceeds my capacity to cope with it. 
Yeah. And when you add those two things together, you have stress. And man, if there's ever a time of the year where you can perceive the demand that's on you to exceed your capacities, it's this time of the year. You know, and Steve, as you said, it's and it's not just the holiday that you're in right now. Those of us who have suffered with addiction for, you know, years or decades, there are so many, you know, the ghosts of Christmas past that come mm-hmm. back to haunt you. And it just seems that that stuff can pop up, you know, bubble up and 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 uh, percolate where you remember all of the, you know, the past times where yeah. you, you, know, you did, you just did, did dumb stuff and stupid stuff and addiction stuff and, you know, things didn't work out and things didn't go well. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that gets thrown in on this pile. And here's the thing. I mean, the, the, the addiction stuff is in, and the betrayal trauma healing stuff is hard enough, mm-hmm. but then you add in on top of that, other things that come along with this holiday. And one of the huge ones for me in too many years of, you know, in the past was financial. Oh yeah. With all of the, all of the expectations and burdens put upon you, you know, for the holidays, and there were a lot of times, often because of my addiction choices, where finances weren't very good. And so now heaping in on top of all of my, you know, my stupid addiction choices came the financial burden. And that would just, that would just, you know, add to the pile. And then, you know, being around family that you're not sometimes not often around, or, you know, the added stress of doing that and, you know, all of the emotional stuff going on. And it just, it, it could just pile on so quick. And then what do you want to do? You want to go and self-soothe and escape all of that. And your brain says, I know exactly what to do. Yeah. Right. Which then if you engage in that, then just adds to the pile. <laughs> and here we go. Right? Yep. Right down, right down the uh, merry-go-round again. You're in the loop. Absolutely. Well, and, 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 and what you say is, I mean, totally true. I'm just sitting here thinking and reflecting and, and I, 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 uh, you know, I think a hallmark trait of most of us addicts as we're as we're going through recovery, one of the hardest things that we all struggle with is this perpetual sense of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like what you're describing, right? This idea of just not being enough. And I can't think of any other time of year more so than the holidays, where speaking to myself personally, I have felt that way. Yeah. Right. Like I'm just not enough because it's it's almost like, like you said, everything is sort of rising up to show that. Look at this. Here's another one of the things that I would struggle with, for example, is here's another Christmas. What did I promise myself last Christmas? That that would be the last Christmas I was stuck in. this. Yes. And here I am. Here I am again. And that's on the back of the last however many years. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you add to it what you're talking about, that financial stress and, you know, this notion of I can't provide what I want and need to provide for my family financially or emotionally. Right. I always am the source of ruining the holidays. Right. That, That word ruin. Yes. Right. Yep. I always, ruining I always, the holidays for me and my family. Yep. It's so hard. And I would so get hard. into a place of real anger and resentment toward myself, but also towards this thing called my addiction. Yes. I would get so angry. Here this is again. I can't have I can't have one holiday season without this. Are you kidding me? And now I've and so here comes the anger at God. Really, you couldn't even take this from me for for a for a lousy holiday season, and and one of the great challenges I would face is everybody around me would be putting on all of these faces, genuine in some cases, but also others feeling like they have to keep up the facade. Right? It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. There's all these songs and you know bells ringing and all of this stuff going on, and so we all need to be happy. 
And so I would find myself resenting that, right? All the stuff that's expected of me when I don't feel that way at all. Yes. Right. So, man, you talk. How did the holidays turn into this? <laughs> oh yeah, right. You you start adding this stuff up, and it becomes pretty evident just how rough this time of year can be, right? And and I know that uh, you know, you know, if we look at the other side of the coin, right? You know, kind of going there. It's for spouses. There's there's so much pressure of of uh, you know providing for oftentimes everything from the kids to. Even though we're angry and frustrated with our addict spouse, we still want them to have a good Christmas, you know, and we don't want to ruin, quote unquote, that experience for them. But we have all these feelings inside because we're feeling extra triggered, right? Yeah. And when I say we, I'm, I probably shouldn't say we because I know this is just drawing off of spouses, right? There's, there are all these emotional triggers tied with the holidays for spouses. And, and there's that desire, right? I want to make this good for my partner, but I want to be real and authentic. And I am... I am two things is what I hear from most women. One, I am extremely angry and frustrated, you know, and there's a lot of sadness tied up with that too. But then that is oftentimes coded with this fear and this pressure of, I can't let my, my husband see that, or I can't let the kids see that, or I can't even let my family see that. I don't want to, I don't want to rain on anybody's Christmas parade. Mm -hmm. So I have to bottle it all up, you know, I pretend that it doesn't exist. You know, my wife said when we finally, I got into healthy recovery, we started to do our healing process, you know, individually and together. She said, you know, I would feel, I would feel such an extra burden at the holidays. Mm -hmm. I mean, during the regular part of the year, I felt that I had to hold the fort down because, you know, you would be off in your addiction cycle and whatever. And, you know, we had, we had kids to raise and a household to run and, but then the holidays would come and it was like double the burden. Now, I not only have to do all that, I have to, I have to make it happy and joyful and wonderful and amazing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely feel that for, for a lot of spouses out there. So true. And we're going to, this is part one, today is part one of kind of a two-part holiday uh, extravaganza, podcast extravaganza (laughs) that we're doing leading up to Christmas. So uh, next week we're going to extend and we're going to continue on with some with some other elements of this about, you know, the uh, finding and keeping the Christmas spirit and how do we do that? Um, how does that work? But uh, today where we wanted to go with kind of a starting point for dealing with some of these difficult feelings and emotions, right. Is in order to, in order to really make Christmas a happy time or to get as much joy out of it as possible, given the circumstances, there really needs to be kind of a flip the script about how we do the holidays sometimes when it comes to this time of year. And there are lots of ways to look at going through this process, right? But we're going to look at this for a couple of minutes through the grieving model. Mm. Okay, so through that model of loss, right? Um, Mark and I both uh, volunteered uh, for some time at, for, an, for an organization that uh, provides grief support for families who have lost loved ones. And during the holidays, um, they share... Uh, something, then there are multiple iterations of this floating out there. So some of you may be familiar with this, but they share what, what they term the grieving bill of rights for people who are struggling mm-hmm. with loss around the holidays. And even though this is written for loved ones, uh, the reality guys is that when you're dealing with betrayal and when, and as an addict, when you're dealing with your own demons and your own issues and trying to, trying to, to grow and to, to develop into something better and to get a handle on your recovery and all of those other things, there is still a grieving process for you as well, right? Because we have all of these, again, 
times where we had hope or good years that we're reflecting back on and now we're struggling. It's it's easy to be in a place where we feel like we've lost that. And so these these same rules apply. So we're going to take a second and just go through these really quick as we as we uh, finish up today's podcast. And I'd encourage you guys to do a do an internet search. You will find lots of sources for these. They're all many of these grieving bill of rights are very similar. Um, but we'll just cover some of the main ones from a favorite uh, version of mine. Yeah, so, and as you think of this grieving process, just realize that there is a there is a great deal of loss with regard to addiction and betrayal trauma, right? I as an addict, the loss of the ideal self in life that I thought I would have, that I that I didn't, right? That that fell apart, that blew apart, and I ended up disappointing myself and everyone around me because I didn't I didn't turn into anything close to what I hoped that I would. There's yes. a loss of that. There's a loss of the of the relationship, the marriage that I thought we would have. That, you know, when we were courting and dating, that I that I saw in my mind would be this Disney esque, you know, kind of marriage that would would turn out wonderful, and it didn't. Yeah. So there's this grieving and loss of what could have been, what should have been, and you know, just so much that that uh, that can lead us to have that grieving feeling. Not just the death of a loved one, but the death of many things. Absolutely. So I love so this. True. I love this grieving bill of rights that you bring up. So perfect. Well, and this is and this is specifically tailored to the holidays. So I'm not going to read this word for word, but we'll run through these. There's ten of them, and we do want to give credit. This is, like I said, one of many. But this was put together by a man named Bruce Conley. C O N L E Y is his last name. If you want to look it up on an internet search, you can find the same document. Uh, but I really like his take on this. Um, and so here we go. So number one, you have the right to say, we'll just cover each of these briefly with our time here. You have the right to say time out anytime you need, which is, you know, really so true. Um, so often, and we're going to cover this in some of these others down below, so not to repeat too much, but um, oftentimes there are so many obligations tied to the holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know as adults, especially many of us, I know I felt this way on more than one occasion. Sometimes you just feel, you kind of wonder, you know, whose Christmas is this? Because you find yourself just kind of running around from, you know, it's like work party to work party and family gathering to finish. Just like, geez, are we going to celebrate us here, you know, at some point, mm -hmm. as opposed to just running around and doing all these other things. And so taking a time out anytime you need is important, whether that's from an activity altogether or whether that's just in the moment, right? Maybe you need to step away, step out. And that, that, that is something that we all need to feel like we can do to let go of that cultural pressure to just show up the whole time. There's nothing wrong with just taking a moment, taking a walk, you know, getting somebody on the phone that a support system, you know, something like that. Um, number two, you have the right to tell it like it is. And this one is so important, right? We obviously what each of you is struggling with is is difficult information, and it may not be may not be right or safe to share with everybody. But I think that there is a space where each of us can be still sharing authentically what we're feeling without necessarily getting into the information, right? As to why, yeah. But it is important to be able to show up and be able to say, you know, I I I'm so glad you guys are all having a great Christmas. This year's just kind of hard for me. And, you know, I'm not really ready to get into it right now. Um, it's just kind of a hard time of year, but I appreciate all of you being here. I don't want to drag that down, but yeah, it's, it's just a hard time. So, so I just appreciate you kind of bearing with me, you know, if I don't seem my usual Christmas self. Yeah. Um, so that's important. Um, you have the right, and this is kind of a continuation to have some bah humbug days. 
Um, <laughs> I would call these, yeah, yeah, being in my human way, these are these are what I call a case of. A client told me once, this is like having a case of the efforts. I have a case of the efforts oftentimes during the holidays, where it's just you know you have days and whatever reason. Sometimes you feel triggered or you're just maxed or you're worn out or whatever. It's just like you know what, forget it. Like I'm just not doing this today, you know. Um, and so we may need to take a break from just the holiday festivities on, on that day or whatever that is. And, and it's important that each of us feels like we have a right to do that. Uh, this, isn't, uh, this isn't on the list, but just as an aside, a lot of these things can be facilitated by a couple taking the time and making sure that there's a plan A and a plan B for activities, right? Um, sometimes if they're in the past with my wife, there, there were certain activities that I knew with family or otherwise would be triggering. So we would take two cars so that one of us had the right to bail. Yeah. If you needed to, and the other one didn't have to. Right? Well, and a key to what you're saying, Steve, the other part of this that I invite all of our listeners to look at, it's okay to, to need to take these breaks, to have a bah humbug day, to have an off day, to not participate for this particular thing, and to do it without going to a place of shame. Totally. Please Absolutely. leave shame out of the process. You are not weak a loser, you know, a disruptor or whatever for, for having these, these times or these days, sometimes that's just the way it is. And so let go of the shame and just say, you know, it is what it is. It takes mm -hmm. what it takes. And I can be okay with that. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and you're, you're absolutely right. There is no, the number one rule of, of going through a grieving process guys is that there is no rule book for it. All right. We have, there is, there is a clinical approach to, for example, the grieving process, you know, the kind of the seven steps of grieving. And those have all proven to be kind of factual, but instead of them being linear, what we're finding now in the latest kind of studies and research is that people bounce around those seven stages and some others kind of like a pinball machine. They do. Right. And we just kind of oscillate back and forth. And it's okay for that to happen because it's not an exact science. Um so yeah, this is really good. I'm going to skip a few of these just because a lot of some of them are kind of a little bit repetitive. We've talked about these a little bit. Um, you do have the right, and this sounds kind of strange, but it's important that everybody feels the right, the permission, especially you addicts, to have some fun. Mm. I know that as addicts, we're really, I was like really good at this and I didn't realize it until I got into recovery, but I was my own worst, worst taskmaster, even during times where I could have and probably should have been feeling happy the thing that got in the way of my own happiness was my own brain and my own guilt saying, you don't have a right to that. Exactly. What do you think you're doing having a good day today? You've ruined this marriage. You've ruined this Christmas. You don't get to have fun today. Forget that. You deserve to be miserable. Yep. And it's so interesting how we do that. And we don't even think so about true. it. Um, it is so true. I did that so many times. In fact, yep. I'd, I'd, I'd suddenly like come awake and, and realize I was having a good time and instantly put a stop to it. Totally. What are yeah. you doing? How dare you? Right? <laughs> yes. For all you, all you addicts out there, we have caused epic amounts of damage in a relationship. And there is a time to grieve that, to mourn that, to have accountability for that, to work on that, right? There are all of those things. But please don't buy into the lie that because you have caused damage and destruction in your relationship, that I also should deprive you of ever ever feeling any happiness. There will be a lot of hard, but there should be a balance. And so yes, for sure. That's important. Gosh, I wish I could go back and talk to myself about that one. I know. 
It really was that twisted sense of justice in your brain. It's like, nope, till you're five years sober, guess what? Your life is hell. That's how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that way. Um, you have the right to change direction midstream. Grief is unpredictable. We kind of talked about this a minute ago. Go into situations, guys, with a plan A and a plan B. And ideally, as a couple, talk about it in advance. Right. Recognize that I, I will be the first to admit that certain circumstances, be it with certain family members, friends, whatever, can be more triggering for a variety of reasons than others. And that isn't good or bad. It just is. You just need to own it and talk about it openly so that you've got a plan uh, so that you're avoiding those those unneeded tension moments that come when we don't do that. And that uh, having a plan A and plan B can also apply to you as an individual. You know, you may have certain expectations, uh, you know, for the party you're gathering tonight and how I'm going to how I'm going to enjoy it and how awesome it's going to be. And you get into that experience or or getting ready for it and you find out that you're really starting to feel down. Right. You're you're not feeling you're not feeling it at all. And instead of forcing yourself and beating yourself up or whatever, you, you, you basically just take that as it comes. And now you move into plan B. Which might be, I go and say hello, I have a couple of refreshments, and then I leave. We're out of there. Yep. Yeah, that's all I can do. And, oh, it's, and sure. you might find the same thing with you as a coupleship. You know, of course you want to be close as a couple during the holidays, and you have a date planned, and it's going to be wonderful. And so what happens if it starts to fall apart? What, what if one or both of you is triggered by certain things, and now you decide that you need a time out? Can you do yes. that without, you know, dropping an atomic bomb on the entire evening and entire holidays because the expectation wasn't met. That's excellent. Have a plan B. Totally. And this isn't even on the list, okay? But just kind of adding to that, try to, with with each other as a couple, let go a little bit of expectations, specifically around emotions around the holidays. Mm. I know that caused a lot of tension for my wife and I. It's the holidays, damn it. You should be happy. Mm -hmm. Or I should be happy. You know what, addicts, for all of you who get ping bong your shame by this, again, I wish I could be, I'm talking to my past self right now. It's okay for you to, it, it is possible for you to be doing everything right during the holidays and for your wife to still hate your guts in the moment. In the moment, yeah. It's, that's okay. Yeah. Because she may just be having a moment or having a day or having some time where she's processing and grieving her own losses in this relationship. Uh, we addicts, were so reactive and we always feel this pressure to just move in and fix it. We're pain averse. We talk about this on the podcast oftentimes. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do in this recovery process is to simply just sit in the uncomfortable with our spouse. And it's okay to do that. You don't, we don't need, we feel all this pressure sometimes to rescue our partner from our feelings. Please don't fall into that trap. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's wrap it up with you. Yeah, let's wrap it up here. Yeah, I guess the the last one we'll we'll end with from this list that's really important to hear. You have the right to do it all different again next year. Mm. You know, so much of this time of year does get tied in tradition. It's like, well, we've always done this, you know. I have these traditions in my family, like going to the nutcracker that we did as a kid every year without fail. <laughs> right. And it was just like that's just we didn't. I have lots of fond memories for that. But if I, but you need to feel that the, if you're having a hard day or a hard night or a hard week or whatever, it is okay to blow that off this year. You know what? Because there's going to be next year, right? right? It's okay to break the chain of nutcracker sittings. That's all right <laughs> uh, to do. But it is, it's so funny how when we get into these traditions, how sometimes even family members, they, they're just not going to understand and they're going to be rigid. We always do this. Why aren't you coming? Because I'm just not. 
Yeah. You know, I'm just not. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. So this holiday season, we invite you to establish and to stand up for and be okay with your own personal and coupleship bill of rights for this holiday season. Yes. And there's, there's nothing that says that you have to just take on the stress and have it be, you know, another, another typical holiday. There, there is, there are different ways to come at that. And we invite you to, to be willing and open to, to embrace that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Anyway, right. uh, we'll, we'll continue part two of this next week, holiday preparation and making the holidays as good as possible. And uh, we will uh, hope you have a great week and uh, we will, we will talk to you next week. Yep. Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.